fine now. What's up? What's up, guys? Hello, hello. I'm so angry today. I'm so angry. You know what? You don't. You only get one bell. That's it. I'm fucking angry. I'm really fucking angry. I had a fucked up. Here's what happened. Here's what happened today. This is what happened today. Okay. I wake up at seven. Uh, uh, do, do meditation. Was that? Let, okay. First of all, let me let me let me before the story. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Not really. I'm doing the complete opposite of you. If you're doing fine, if you're doing mediocre, then shut the fuck up and don't tell me you're doing mediocre. If you choose a fucking decision. You're like those agnostics. Fucking choose a side. Okay. You're either with it or you're against it, motherfucker. All right. Says the agnostic. Actually, no. I'm a believer. I'm a believer in God and um, fucking. It was... <laughs> Imagine if Muslims had a Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ. That would be like fucking juju, man. <laughs> Could you? This is the reason why uh, there's no uh, there's no Christian terrorists. Because you got Jesus Christ, uh, the Holy Father, and the Sp- Jesus, G- Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. You don't know. You've got three people to worship. Whereas we have one. It confuses the brain processing. Like, you get what I mean? You get what I mean? Like, if you're going to do just for one, this is a terrorist, this is, this is a terrorist is not going to be like, oh, this is for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> In the name of the Holy Ghost, I shall kill you. <laughs> That's not how it works. But in Islam, it's just, In the name of Allah. That's one direct person, not shluk, you know, kill him. Whereas in Christianity, it's like, in the name of the Holy Ghost. Imagine a fucking Christian terrorist. In the name of the Holy Ghost, I shall kill you. Well, I'm doing it in the name of Jesus Christ. They play, They do like a charade, like a like a, a bunch of pieces of paper folded with like a randomized uh, selection of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and God. Uh, the Holy Father and the Holy Spirit. Is that the three? I don't know. Sorry, white people. And it's like before he bombs himself, he just goes in the room and just who am I gonna do it? To? Who who am I gonna name it after? Well, actually, it's gonna sound like President Nixon. Who who am I gonna name it after? <laughs> gotta gotta kill those fags. <laughs> who am I gonna name it after? Ronald Reagan. You see, the problem is there's too many black people with money nowadays, and we gotta take it from them. <laughs> oh, well, I need to kill those facts. Who am I gonna name this after? Okay, the Holy Ghost. Let's go kill ourselves in the name of the Holy Ghost. It's different. It's different. One second. I need to make sure that my door is closed. One second, guys. Diffuse the momentum. Wow, I haven't got a door handle on my door. Man, you know how I ever saw with these doors. They're cheap as hell. They open on their own. Put the door handle. And I'm ready. I'm back. I'm back. One second. Sorry. Turn my headphones on. Oh, God. I've got, like, these airplane headphones that coil up every now and then. Audio Technica ATH M50s. Not the M50Xs. i got vintage ones. Going for £32. Yeah, yeah. So back to this fucking terrorist thing. That's the reason why they don't have, you know, Christian. Christian terrorists. Because they don't know who to kill themselves. Yeah, yeah, the Crusades. But the reason why the Crusades worked out is because it was like, oh, yeah, fuck it, we're doing this in the name of God. Like, they weren't direct. But, like, terrorists are dumb, you know? It's not like a terrorist is going to know who to who to do it for. Like, they're dumb, okay? And the reason Islam makes it easier, Islam is like, yeah, sure, yeah. Just make it for one person. You know, confuses. That shit's all confusing. Um... 
Jews are like, I'm surprised there's not many Jewish stories. Because it's, Jews have no help. <laughs> like, if, if, if there's one thing that a terrorist doesn't want is to go to hell, and there's not many Jewish terrorists, like, just get, listen, just, just you know, just, just if, you, if you're a Jew, start a terrorist gang. And, and fight against those KKKs and all that shit, man. You'd be like, there's no hell, so fuck it. But what if there is? <laughs> Says the white guy who's always friends with the Jew. But what if there is? Well, you know what? Okay, maybe you're right. Because this Judaism thing hasn't worked out for me. <laughs> hasn't worked out for the whole religion. Egypt, the Holocaust. <laughs> We've been willingly killing ourselves nowadays. We've been dying. <laughs> We've been getting killed, and now you want me to willingly kill myself for this fucking. Uh, yeah, fucking schnarrer. Yeah, douchebag. Yeah, so that's why you don't get many Christian. I was, I was like, I was like the, the, the Muslim weddings, man. I always, I always enjoy them. Um,. I'll get back to my week. I'm, I'm, I'm more excited now of what I just said. I'm happy. I was like, you know, the music weddings are crazy, man. AK 47's flying on the floor, bruv. AK 47 is like an extended arm for every man in a Muslim wedding in an Arab wedding. Yeah, man. You got to Lebanon, go to any sort of village area, bruv. I don't know why I sound like Hamza Productions, but let me talk like that, Any, Let me get this straight to the point. Uh, so, pretty much when you go to some Lebanese, go to the Lebanese weddings, they know how to party, bruv. They know how to party. Even even the most poor weddings are crazy, bruv. They got AKs flying on the floor. Glocks, 35s. Glock 35s. Shout out to that fucking video. Glock 30, Glock 34s, bruv. Guns and that AK-47s. RPGs. These motherfuckers have RPGs on a wedding, bruv. Like, my God, what are you going to do? Shoot down the Israeli helicopter that's trying to infiltrate the wedding. Man, you're just a villager. Ugh. <sighs> In the name of Palestine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know, you know. Man them, innit? Man them. You and the man them chatting. I don't know where I'm going with this. So, yeah. Today, woke up at 7. Because uh, I have a lot of essays to do. Which I still haven't fucking figured out a question to do for this 1.5k words essay. Once I figure out the question, I'm I'm trailblazing. Man, I'm trailblazing. It might be on the change of party systems. I don't fucking know. But I'm trailblazing once I figure out the question. It's only 1.5k words. I've got 14 days to finish it. Due on the 9th of December, 4pm. Back to the Hamza Productions talk. You know, in it. Uh, let me get straight to the point. Yeah. And then... Like, I was just revising and reading, and then I had this jack-off twice, and I got hungry, so I decided to continue watching the Comedy Central, uh, the, the, not the Comedy Central, the, the Comedy Store documentary on, uh, Sky Documentaries, uh, while I was waiting for my sushi to arrive. Sushi! Or the salmon box, I don't even know what the nigiri and the sashimi is, bruv. What the fuck just happened from my behind? I just ordered the salmon box in it. Yo, you gotta, you got first of all, I'm Rick, he came, he came up to me and he was like, I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. <laughs> and then, this motherfucker cooked his pancakes. 
R.I.P. Charlie. This motherfucker cooked his pancakes, man. He comes up to me and says, I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> Punched me with some ring of like, unity on my face. And so I go to his car. So I go after the party. I just go, I just go to his hotel room. And I fucking kick the motherfucker out. I kick him. <laughs> I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> you know, you know how it goes, Dave. And then so finished at seven, and no, I wake up at seven, do my meditation, do some eggs, get that sushi. I finished the comedy store dog which was very great, by the way. Which was very great, you know. Talk about like talk like Mitzi Shaw, R.I.P. Mitzi Shaw, one of the greatest voices in comedy history. She spoke like this, great voice. R.I.P. to Mitzi Shaw. And, and I wish the best of luck for Polly Shaw and Peter Shaw. Her two sons managing the comedy store in California, especially right now with the fall of Joe Rogan. You know, it's not even worth the time. It's, it's more amazing than that, Missy Shaw. And then that was a, a great documentary. Uh, it was. It was. That's how the guy who directed it. That's. It, I forgot his name, but he was a comedian in the comedy store as well, and he's a director and all that shit. You know, but what the problem is that was a great documentary. That's how he talks. <laughs> and then I and, and then I witnessed many things in here. There was one time where I was with Lady Diana and Richard Pryor. We closed. We closed the club, and Lady Di and Richard Pryor. They were all just, uh, you know, just chatting around. And probably, you know, I just, you know, I was, you know, I was hanging out with my mom's friends. I didn't know they were comedians. <laughs> they were doing blow and coke right in front of me. God, fucking body show. I love that guy. Have you seen his house? He, 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 he has a mattress on the floor. Perfect. That's not easy. He's either happy. I'm a happy. You know, I'm a minimalist guy. Speaks just like his mother. Man, I didn't know. I don't know. I knew, but I didn't know. You know, I knew the way of the comedy store, but I did not know the way of the comedy store to that extent, man. There was this story, if you ever get a chance to watch it, fam. If you ever get a chance to watch the comedy store... By the way, this is this is my real voice. For the new listeners, this is how I talk, okay? Uh, uh, listen, I don't want to get robbed of my voice. I want to do a Gary Oldman where I have to change. So remind me that this is my voice if you ever meet me in person. Or message me on Instagram at user one Oh, plug. Shameless plug. Listen, it's my product advertising. So I didn't know the extent in which... Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know the extent in which... <laughs> I didn't know the extent in which the comedy store. It was that I, I knew it was big. I knew Sam Kennison. I knew Pryor came. I knew... I knew Jay Leno, David Lemon, Robin Williams, Jim Carrey, Damon Wayne, Chris uh, Chris Rock wasn't that my Chris Rock was a New York guy. Let me tell you something. I can't, one day I'll be able to do a Chris Rock. These all just conjured up impressions that I didn't know I was able to do. Um, but Mitzi Shaw was easy. Mitzi Shaw is very similar to Marge from uh, Masters Inc. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> the one who was running shit. That fucking bitch. And then, um, so she was talking like this, and you know, <laughs> but that's my sure. And then Polly's just the man version of that, you know. I just don't, 
Anyways, back to yeah. I didn't know the stories. Back to the comic stuff. I didn't know. I didn't know this. I didn't know this. These insane stories. There was this episode. There was this moment. Uh, like the what's great about the documentary series is that it goes in depth about great moments that I've never heard about before. Uh, I didn't know Freddie Prince that well, which was highlighted in the first episode, and that was the comedy store's first ever loss. Um. Uh, he had a great chapter on that first episode. I don't want to spoil it, but there was this moment where I have to spoil it. Where Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor is the guy who made the comedy store. That's how the guy talks. And I think Richard Pryor is the guy who made the comedy store. You know, if it wasn't for Richard Pryor, the comedy store wouldn't be what it is today. But because that's like number one comedian of all time, of course he made all the comedy store. And then, and then he, he was with the uh, of all people. The America's Got Talent judge. Um, what's his name? Howie Mandel. <laughs> Howie Mandel, that, that America's Got Talent judge. He was, he was, he was talking to him. Howie was funny, apparently. And, and, and many of the clips, he was fucking hilarious. I don't know how he was that funny. But he was funny. And then, so, he was at the Johnny Carson for 21 times. He was, uh, it, there was a, the way he got into Johnny Carson was, uh, fuck it, I'm not going to spoil this much out of the show. Just watch it, it's great. I just want to say this story. Um, uh, yeah, so, uh, Richard Pryor, uh, this Howie Mandel was amazing in this in front of the stage, and this I like, packed because Richard Pryor was on the marquee and all that bullshit. Richard Pryor goes on stage and impersonates God. And like, oh, I'm looking for my son. Where is my son? I am God. Where is my son? Whoa. And then he looks at someone in the crowd. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, what do you mean? What have you done to my son? What have you done? Where is my son? You crucified him. You crucified my son. Um. Oh well, then where are the pe- other people who got crucified? Where, are, where is this, this, and that? Where are the apostles? Where is, where is Martin Luther King? Where are the apostles? Where's John F. Kennedy? Where's JFK? You've killed them all. And then he points to the crowd and goes, You're all on your own. And then just dips. And everybody in the crowd was crying. And this was the 1970s, the JFK assassination, MLK's death. This was tense. And he just did that. He made the whole crowd cry. Imagine how good you have to be of a comedian to be like, You know, I've had as many laughs as I need. Let me just make him cry. <laughs> Let me just reverse the Shakespeare thing. We do the comedy, and now we do the strategy. Okay, I can't do Richard Pryor accent. I can't. I can do. I can do uh, how the how the uh, director of the of the, uh, of the of the documentary talks. He, he talks a bit like this. He has a he has a sexy voice. Um. I'm breathing too much into the mic. I'm sorry. This is just how the shit goes. Um, so yeah, finished that. Continued reading. Then went to Charkov because I had, a, I had a cup of tea and the the energy was too loud. You know, I just you know sometimes when you're like, oh fuck, I have energy. You just whip out a duplex for the day. <laughs> sometimes you just get them duplexes, bruv. You got you got duplex day. Come on, I'm twenty. Duplex days is satisfying. Duplex days are great, man. Honestly, bro. Like, and then like you get duplex. Come on, man. I remember when I was fourteen, I used to get triplexes, and I'm like, oh my god, there's a triplex, <laughs> triplex day. I'm so relaxed. Come on. Uh, 
the ball sack looking small and that. That's that's what I like to see. No bulge from the underwear. <laughs> Get that triplex down. No man, sometimes it goes up to five days. So just to see how long I can fuck with my dick. Like five times a day, just to see how long. <laughs> a penta? Man got a penta today. Man got a fucking penta in his schlong today. Anyways, yeah, 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 yeah. So a study and then... And then he's fucking, listen, I'm not going to say who was involved in this story, but let's just say it involves a sister and a father, and you figure out how they relate to me. <laughs> so, like, my sister comes up to me, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, man, can I borrow some money? I'm like, no, because you did something that annoyed me, which is basically I have money in the safe. And then she said, can I have some money in the safe? Like, do, do you freely allow me to take money in the safe from the safe? Like, is the money, can I take it? Can I use it? Can I, can I, you know, that sort of thing. And I'm here, am I expecting that? Like, she'll tell me every time she takes the money. But no, it's she's saying, your money, like, blum, 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 mine, mine, mine. You have said yes, you know, that sort of thing. And then I tell her for a second time, I know, when I noticed that, I tell her, no, ask me. And then it, uh, I go check the safe. I have an argument with my sister, and I, and I go check the safe just to piss her off, so she can just shut the fuck up and leave me alone for not taking the shit to the post office. And uh, I go check, and it's like it's minus three hundred. And I'm like, "Did you take three hundred pounds from my money?" On text, and then she starts crying in front of guests in the house. I don't want to. I just wanted to send a sound text to be like, "Yo, bitch, shut the fuck up. Like, you owe me money." <laughs> This is your same power to when a person tells you, yo, shut the fuck up, you owe me money. Yeah. I just want her to shut up, just stop nagging. And then she starts crying, oh my god, he's telling me about it. Ah, she's crying, she's crying. And I'm like, yo, 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 yo. I was just checking, okay? Like, hey, man ain't being, in fact, it was a lie. I just wanted her to calm down by, by using threats. But man didn't mean to uh, stir up emotions in that. Man just wanted to tickle down your pride. And then, like, by the way, I'm carrying a sibha, which is, I rarely carry, but who cares? Sibha is where, in Islam, you say, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, Wala, Allah, Akbar, those are tasbihat, and then you do like a bunch every day. And it's uh, it's like a sort of uh, walking form of prayer. It's a sibha, it's nice. Um, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just rolling, I'm just playing with it, I'm not really doing the bismillah, but I think it's helping with this podcast, so man, like, man's doing bits in it, okay, so, man has the money, I tell her, yo, 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 just shut up, don't, no, you don't want, no, I just wanted to threaten her, and then it becomes this fucking thing, this fucking big issue, and then, now I'm like the fucking negative Nancy, I'm, I'm the genie from Aladdin, the big red one, not the blue one, the red one, from Aladdin 2. And uh, Aladdin 1 or Aladdin 2? I don't fucking know, man. I really don't know. I've got Disney Plus. I'll probably watch that shit. Sorry. Sorry. Listen, it just shows you that it doesn't represent my culture. And it's a compilation of cultures. It's got six. It's got Arabs. Six. 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 I sounded American. American call them six. Uh, Arabs, it's got Indians, it's got, it's got bear cultures from Khalifa, and all that shit. And like, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm listen, and then now she's asking me to another money, and I'm like, no, 
because of what happened. I'm never lending you money again. Because, like, she exaggerated and she has too much pride. And, and by the way, yeah, she has too much pride. And then my dad comes. My dad comes and says, I'm the authority of the house. He doesn't talk like this. He's just, his English is fresh. Well, I can't. I am the authority of the house, of the house. Let's just say this. He doesn't speak English. Let's be fake for a while. I am the authority of the house. He comes in. What is going on? And he comes in. I tell him the story, which is me. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then my sister is just being like, well, you were broke. You were this. You were that. Because she knows how to. She's just sending, saying shit to my dad to hinder the subject because she knows she's in the wrong. And then my dad comes into a young church and says, I am broke and you are spending money this much. And I'm like, yo, she just did an entire hundred and fucking eighty on the whole subject and just avoid it. And it pissed me off. The judge, jury and executioner turned the murder case into a rape case and fucking me tooed me. That's basically what fucking happened. And I'm like, oh man. So bullshit, so bullshit I had to deal with that today. It pissed me off. Then I meditated. And then I begged my brother to get the fuck out of the room because I share a room with him. Man ain't rich in it. Man, man, man's got the ghetto room sharing. Granted, we got two queen-size beds in the room, but come on, it's still the ghetto. Room sharing, man's in Romford, bruv. And like, <clears throat> queen-size, I don't even know. It's like... Either queen size or the size on the next queen size, but man don't even know, in it because he's a, he's a baller in that. He just says I want that size. He doesn't compromise, in it. I'm a baller, bro. Granted, you you fucking father about that shit. Like, yeah, but man still has it. He could sell it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say that to your father. He'll fucking kill your neck out. Listen, mate, you don't control me. Yes, he does. You're living under his roof. You fucking dumbass. Fuck you, Marge. And so that pissed me off. Like, I really did. But then I was like, yeah, but that's dealing with issues. Yeah. Oh, no, that's never dealing with issues. He's just stressed because his life has always been 24 7. Give me the money you worked hard for. <laughs> that's what my dad's life is. Imagine being like, fuck, I worked. And, oh, fuck. I was rich 10 seconds ago. <laughs> Imagine being that guy who was rich 10 seconds ago. <laughs> like, imagine being like just Bezos for 10 seconds. And be like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> uh, then, uh, before this, I watched uh, I watched the Unforgiven Dave Chappelle thing, which I found rather interesting. So basically, yeah, Dave Chappelle doesn't own any sort of alimony from the syndication of Dave Chappelle's Chappelle show, innit? So pretty much the man them at Netflix and HBO Max decided to buy the license to stream it from Comedy Central, innit? Without paying Dave Chappelle because they don't need to because the rights are owned by Comedy Central. You know, you know, contracts and that, the devil, the blue man with the white man with the suit, you know, you know, you know. So it, what happened was it, basically, yeah. Uh, Dave Chappelle recorded something, said, I'm forgiven. And he's basically saying that these men are streaming this without paying me, man. And he foreshadowed this in his Comedy Central sort of monologue where he was like, I've been, uh, my granddad was a slave. And 
I've been I've been sold and bought more than him. <laughs> wait, wait, look at what what will he say if he sees me now? You know, my that guy that was a slave for ten years. What will he say if he sees me now? Uh, he, well, some of his answers. So I don't know which one is family. My granddad was asleep for 10 years. What would he say if he sees me now? He'd be like, motherfucker, you've been bought and sold more than me. <laughs> God damn. That's the capitalist manifesto of the devil. And then, um, so, 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 he comes up and does this thing on Netflix called Unforgiving. Go follow Dave Chappelle on his, on his Instawebs, Instagram. You know, and like, uh, also follow me at Yusuf101 Yusuf spelled like the way same way in this podcast and the logo is the face logo of this podcast and it's 101 101 go plug myself while I'm plugging Dave Chappelle so basically what happened is 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 uh, so, so, this is the issue it's like yo I, I'm not getting money out of the syndication of this show this is theft it's kind of like when the record companies owned Prince's Masters and he had to fight for it. He, he, he says some cold shit. He said, my best friend, my rock star friend who passed, my, my rock star friend, I can't tell Dave Chappelle to kill myself. My, my rock star friend, my rock star, I can't, I can't. It's too, it's too generic of a voice to develop the new, to, to, it's too nuanced of a voice to be like, yeah. My my rock star have a friend. I can't I give up. My rock star have a friend. He was like, I, I open quote. My rock star have a friend uh, and friend Prince named himself the artist. You want to know why? Because in the contract they call you the artist. That's some cozy shit. Uh, in the contract that these fucking devilish schemish motherfuckers. Well, actually, I closed the quote five words ago. Okay, sorry. Um, in this contract, the devilish schemish ones. Uh, they're like, oh, he calls him the artist. So now he's fighting for his masters and be like, give me a cup. So Netflix and HBO Max are like, they're streaming it. And then uh, he contacts Netflix because he's, he, you know, Dave Chappelle and that. Their Netflix specials, making them their pee and their money. He contacts them and tells them, hey, yo, this is hurting my feelings. Yo, this is hurting my feelings, man. Could you please shut it down? And they were like, okay, Dave Chappelle, we understand. But uh, and then, uh, but then HBO Max was like, they, it hasn't even replied yet, and they're not boy, and they're not, you know, taking it down. Even though HBO once he went and pitched the show, they HBO and they rejected it apparently. So go watch Unforgiven. It, 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 he explains it with more emotion in it because I can't explain the shit because I'm it's not my life, you know. And then, so uh, pretty much, yeah. So boycott HBO in it until they pay Dave Chappelle uh, money from the syndication. That's what it is. That's what it is. Anyways, fam. Sorry, I'm getting the mic closer because man, man's like that. You know, he controls the voice movements in it. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I really want to kill myself. Anyways. Hey, man. Nah, it's no point. I'll, I'll wait for that jerk on the stage. Try it out. Because I think it's very powerful. 
But like, I got this observation where it's like farts aren't even respected when they go to their homeland, which is the toilet. Like, if a person farts in the toilet, it's like, Ugh. you know, they don't even respect it in their own homeland. You know, people are like, yo, go back to Islam, go back to Africa. Farts are treated worse than black people. Farts go to their home and are still hated, bro. <laughs> Keep farts the right, man. So yeah, that's the observation I'm doing. You people, don't steal my joke. Who cares, man? I don't even know who fucking listening to this. But yeah, that's the observation. Either way, I got it recorded, fam. And if you're listening... I got it. He's gonna better if they fucking use him. Is Listen, it's still good publicity, and you know, in good conscience, I got jokes for days, bruv. I barely have five minutes, but I've got jokes for days, motherfucker. Don't steal my shit. Yeah, fam, don't K curd me. <laughs> for those who don't know, in the UK, there's this comedian named K curd who literally stole a joke from the Jonathan, who was on the Jonathan Ross comedy show, and he stole a joke. And my respect for him went down after that. You know, I have respect for anyone who gets a laugh, but their respect falls down once they don't do material of their own. Um, yeah, pretty much that's it, man. I love you all. Hope you enjoy your next week. This one was a short one. I know you don't guys don't like me rambling. Actually, I don't know. You guys don't even don't even give me feedback on the podcast, fam. So yeah. Stay safe, rest easy, eat pussy, and suck dick if that's your thing. But make sure you finger the sex, you know, one in the arse if it's a man, and you know, the, the, clot, the clitoris, you know. The clot, it's a myth. I've, I've looked for it, man. I've looked for it. I've sniffed it with my nose, even. That's how bad. <laughs> that, that's how long I've been looking for it, man. It's a myth. The clitoris is a myth. It's all about, it's all about that, that, you know, it's all about that, give pleasure to yourself, because you're never going to give pleasure to her, because I've been hitting the clitoris every time, I've been like frosting up every time, and I can't get it, man, it's not good, it's not good, anyways, if you discover the clitoris, please send me a picture of, of where he is, I want it high definition, and just to know where it is, not for you know hanky panky reasons. Don't get fucking dirty with me, man. Honestly, bro, I'm a devout Muslim, innit? Anyways, guys, this has been episode twenty three of the I Am a Podcast. Is it episode twenty three? Hell yeah, it's episode twenty three. You guys are right with Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. I see you later. Goddamn right. Bye bye. Love you all. <laughs>